Have you been struggling to make solid cinematic films? Do you watch other filmmakers and wonder why their products look so good? You need training. Good, specialized training. Something that is easy to digest and that you can take safely at home. I'm not talking about college. I'm talking about full-time filmmaker. Parker Wahlbeck and his team have put together an amazing course with over 400 training videos. Everything from Wedding Video Pro with Jake Weisler to how to edit with Premiere or Final Cut. Imagine getting proper, real-world training you can do at home. Imagine the impact that would have on your work, your skills increase, your quality increases, and then so do your prices. Click on our affiliate link below, take the free online training on their top 10 secrets to achieving cinematic shots, and see what full-time filmmaker can do for you. We did it, and it propelled our business. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Wedding Filmmaking for Beginners podcast. I'm Phil B. about your host, and today we are going to be talking about investing in yourself. This is something that I am really passionate about because I firmly believe that it's the single most thing that you can do to increase your skill, increase your profits. Yeah, increase your profits. Those are the two biggest things. All right, so let's get started. All right, so what do I mean by investing in yourself? You know, everybody seems to be really singularly focused around equipment. You know, I'm just as much to blame as anyone else. I constantly like talking about equipment. I talk about lenses. I talk about cameras. I talk about all kinds of stuff. And while I think that gear is extremely helpful, I don't think that your equipment, especially when you're just starting out is what separates you from everyone else. You know, I, I'm a firm believer that your skill is going to determine your performance. And then that performance is what's going to determine your pricing. And when you're starting out, at least for me personally, the number one thing in my mind was to constantly increase my prices. I wanted to always increase my profits and thus increase my prices. Like that's, that's just the, the cycle that we're still in right now. You know, I think that while investing in equipment is, it can be a good thing. I really think that you should be investing in yourself first. And, you know, let me kind of start off, let me back up a little bit and just talk about, talk about how we kind of got off, got, got working. I had never really touched a camera prior to just diving into this head first. My wife and I had a, uh, Canon T3i Rebel, and that's what we would use when we were on vacation. So that, that's just the camera that we had. That's the camera that we used. I didn't know anything about cameras. I used it on auto everything. I never thought that I didn't have any understanding of aperture, shutter, ISO, any of that. I just took pictures with it and called it good. Um, what I needed right off the bat was training in how to operate the thing because I, I had no idea what I was doing, period, with it. I didn't have a background in film you know, I still don't have a background in film. Like that was just, I just started cold feet. And what 
Um, what I did right off the bat was I really started dumping money into courses and training and that kind of stuff in order to simply learn how to use the camera. I, I bought GH fives and a GH five S you know, I bought, uh, we're shooting on a GH five S right now. And I, I didn't know anything about it. And I just, I bought a camera that was within my price range. It seemed like it had good features and that's just the one that I went with. I didn't go with, you know, a $5,000 Canon or a Sony camera. I bought GH fives because they were within my price point. They were cheap and I knew that I could get the job done with those cameras. It's not because we're, you know, loyal to Panasonic or anything like that. It's just, they have a good price point for what we're doing. We can make a good product with that camera. However, I still needed to know how to use the camera. And I think, you know, just in general terms, uh, growth is really important. And in order to grow, you need to improve your craft. And when I worked in nuclear, we had these, you know, we had a, a billion buzzwords and all of these different uh, catchphrases and that kind of stuff. And, you know, one of them was called the cycle of decline. And what you would notice is if you weren't consistently trying to grow and improve, you were actually declining. And what I mean by that is your competition was surpassing you because you had become stagnant. And while you were stagnant and living the high life thinking that, you know, this is, this is the best you can be, et cetera, et cetera. Your competition is growing, they're learning, they're evolving, and then they surpass you. And, you know, we want to avoid that cycle of decline. And one thing that you really want to do when you're starting out is invest in yourself to improve your skill level. And, you know, on uh, Parker Walbeck's YouTube channel, they did a little, I don't want to say a competition, but they did a little thing between uh, Jake Weisler and I think it's Parker Wolbeck's cousin. I think that's what he said. And his cousin um, had never really touched a camera, been operating a camera for about 30 days. They gave him a uh, red and Jake had a Canon SL2 and they each did a 30 second uh, like promo or whatever on some boots, just something, just a, a little competition to see if the equipment was really what separated the two. And while the image looked great, the composition, framing, the editing, like everything that came out of the one that Jake was doing was significantly better. And that's nothing, you know, negative about, you know, his cousin that was shooting. He's new. And it's just, they did that just to kind of reinforce that while your equipment is one piece of the puzzle, the other piece of the puzzle is your skill level and investing in yourself is going to improve that skill level. You know, just a couple of days ago, I was reading in a Facebook group. Somebody was talking about some course. I, I can't remember what it was. And somebody had made a comment underneath it, underneath it that said courses are for chumps. And that really stood out to me because we're where we're at right now, not because, you know, I'm this awesome expert at what I'm doing and that kind of stuff. It's because I took the time to invest in myself and improve to push myself to where I'm at. Um, 
And we're going to talk about that here, here in a, a little bit, like what that looks like and that kind of stuff. But, you know, I, it's really shocking to me to hear people say stuff like that just because everyone is trying to improve just in general terms. Like I guarantee you, if you talk to the Ray Roman types and that kind of stuff, if you ask them what they've done in the last six months, half of that is probably going to be learning something with their craft. Like that's, if you want to get to like those really high levels of performance and that kind of stuff, you're always going to be striving to improve. And, you know, something that I try to reinforce with people that I know and that kind of stuff is I've never once had a couple when I've been on a consultation call, ask me what kind of camera I have, ask me what kind of frame rate I shoot in, ask me any real technical questions other than one. And she had downloaded a list of questions to ask your videographer. And one of them was, do you bring lights? And I'll give you a hint. The answer should always be yes. But the, uh, I've never had anyone talk to me about profile settings, you know, anything like that. So I, you know, I think that while equipment is good and it is important and it is fun to talk about, that's not going to make or break you when it comes to being successful in the wedding industry. Cause most couples, if you're making a good product, most couples will never know what you're shooting on at all. So yeah, you know, I, I guess there's this, there's this negative stigma just in general about education, especially right now, the, um, uh, I don't really know where it comes from and I'm not going to try to dissect it and that kind of stuff. I just, it's, it's just a foreign concept to me coming from the background that I had before this, where training was just an unbelievably integral part of everything that we were doing, period. Like you had annual training, you had quarterly training, like there was training, 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 training. And I brought that over to the wedding side with me to where I'm always doing something that involves some kind of training. And I'm doing that because I'm trying to improve. And I know that if I improve, my prices are going to improve. And You, the only way that I know how, there's a couple ways that I know how to improve when it comes to, to wedding videography in, in general. That's either buying courses, mentorship, or tagging along with people and, you know, falling behind them and shooting and that kind of stuff. Um, I, you know, for us, we did all online stuff. It was, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent. That was just the, the road that I had taken I never mentored underneath anybody. Uh, I never second shot for anybody. I, like I said, we did our first wedding for free with a photographer that we had reached out to. And then we started charging immediately after that. Uh, that's not to say not to do it by any means. If you live in a geographical area, you know, around really big, talented, you know, wedding videographers, I guarantee if you reach out to them and ask to be an assistant or something like that, not one of them would say no. Like I'd be, I'd be really shocked if you were talking to, uh, like a Nick Miller type and you were like, Hey, do you, do you mind if I just tag along as an assistant just to kind of watch what they do and that kind of stuff? 
I, it, I'd be really shocked if somebody actually said no to that. But I didn't know anyone in the industry around here, period, to do something like that. So I started off with with courses, and then I'll I'll break down what what all we've done and that kind of stuff here in a minute. But I think that uh, you should sit down and just have a, an honest conversation with yourself on what you feel you should be doing better or what areas that you need to improve in. Uh, and then you start to build your little, you know, catalog based off of that. Uh, for me, it was just starting from square one. So it was, it was a pretty easy decision, but for those that have been shooting for a little while and, you know, you think you need help editing, then I'd recommend, you know, an editing course, or, you know, if you think, you know, just, you got to sit down and take like a, a moment of introspective realization and, figure out the things that you, that you should improve on. Um, you know, I have a, a note in here. If you need to improve on your drone work, then you should get a drone course that goes without saying, uh, you know, if you want to improve with weddings, you need to improve, you need to get some wedding courses. I can't stress how important, uh, I just, I can't stress how important self-improvement is. You know, I, I, 100% believe that you should be setting aside some of your income every year for self-improvement. Uh, we set a, an annual limit of around $3,000 and I've already burned through that this year alone. The um, Every year we try to spend $3,000 on self-improvement, uh, whether that's, you know, courses, online courses, or, you know, that kind of stuff, paying for a mentor, meaning, uh, you know, just, just paying somebody a couple hundred bucks to sit down and chat with them for an hour, hour and a half. That's one option. You know, we always set aside or, um, uh, what do they call them? Workshops. A workshop would probably be a, just a fantastic thing to do. You get to meet people face to face, uh, you know, I'd, I'd highly recommend doing a workshop. I think next year we were going to try to do venture because we looked into it this year and I think venture goes next month anyways. Um, but you should look at doing workshops. It helps you network, uh, you know, and you, you get to meet some of these kind of Titans in our industry. And then you can also, you can learn a, a ton over a course of a few days. So like I said, we devote 3K to courses every year, and I firmly believe that that is what has kind of propelled us forward over the last two years. And what I mean by that is in November, on November 22nd of 2018, I shot our first wedding for free. I did that with a photographer up the street. And I use that one wedding as our base to start charging from that point on. So I shot one wedding for free on November 22nd, 2018. And two weeks ago, uh, we had our first $5,000 couple. So, you know, we shot all of 2019 and then 2020 just kind of pooped on everybody. And that's, we are still raising prices. We're still getting couples. We're still booking clients. We're still going through all of it, despite what's going on. And we, we went from free to 5,200 within, what is that? 20 months, not even 20 months. So 
it's I I can't stress how important it is to invest in yourself because it's not as much as I would like to walk around and talk about how talented I am and that kind of stuff. I have, I, I firmly believe that it has nothing to do with talent. It has to do with, you know, setting a schedule, uh, setting a budget, taking courses and then adapting to those courses. You know, I, I focused on budget equipment that would work for us in the short term which still work for us, to be honest with you. Like I've, you know, we just purchased two uh, S5s just to get in the full frame market. And I'm not getting rid of our two GH5s and our GH5S. We're just going to have a five camera lineup now. So it's, you know, we, the money that we're making, we're reinvesting into equipment and we're also reinvesting it into ourselves. And I, I just, I focused so much on professional development at the beginning that that's what's kind of jettisoned jettisoned us up and what um what i mean by jettison is you know we're watching courses and we're we're talking to people that have been doing this for a while and you know we're learning from their mistakes cuz most people are going to be just 100% honest they're going to be very you know, truthful with you on, Hey, this works, this works, this doesn't work, et cetera, et cetera. And it's one of those things where you just need to listen, listen to what people who have been doing this for a while say work and then adapt that. And that's why these, you know, that's why professional development is so important because you can skip tons of steps. And that's why I'm trying to talk to everybody today. Like we've skipped dozens of steps throughout everything to get to where we're at right now. Like that's just, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's propelled us forward because we've listened to other people. And while, um, you know, you do have to swallow your pride a little bit. Like I, I like to be the best at what I do. I like to excel at what I do. You know, I'll devote a ton of time to it. And you're, you know, I'm talking to people that are 10, 15 years younger than I am that have been doing this for longer than I am. And you just, you just got to suck it up. It's just one of those things. I mean, if I was talking to Jake Weisler, I would listen to everything that he was saying. I don't care how young he is. He's making three times as much as I am. So he's probably doing something right. So it's important to kind of, you know, take that pride and put it in your pocket and just leave it there because you're going to meet people that are better than you and you just need to learn from them. And that's that part of professional development. That's really, really important. Um, you know, I want to say we're going to talk about it here after the break, but I purchased probably a dozen different courses by this point. And we'll, we'll cover the things that I took, why I took them and and that kind of stuff. But, uh, I just, I can't stress at how important professional development, self-improvement, you know, these, all these little buzzwords and investing in yourself, how important they are. If you want to jettison yourself forward as fast as humanly possible, rather than taking, you know, a 10, 15 year trajectory, you cut it down to three years because you're, you're just, you're blowing past your competition. So we're going to talk about what we did, uh, how it's really helped us and, and that kind of stuff right after we get back from break. Do you still email a PDF for a contract? Are you struggling to remember who you sent files to or what those files were? You need a solid CRM, a customer relation management tool. 
a program that will send professional files and contracts all on your behalf. One that does not need to be printed, signed, and emailed back. Is this the Stone Age? You need HoneyBook. We've been using them for years now, and it increased our productivity by taking menial tasks and automating them. You can set up custom workflows to automatically send emails, payment reminders, thank you responses, etc. You can send brochures, questionnaires, and invoices too. We have three set up. One for when a couple inquires, one for after a call with a couple, and one for a booked wedding with nine steps. That saves us so much time on the back end. What would you do with more time? Spend more time with your family, spend more time working on creative projects, or just simply relaxing. Use our affiliate link below to save 50% on your first year. Go ahead. It's on us. Start saving time and money today. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, like I said, before we went on break, we're going to hit two more sections right now. We're going to talk about what we did personally, and then we're going to break down kind of how, how that helped us and, and what that actually looks like. When I, I can't stress this enough. I, I had nothing to do with a camera before I started this. And the first thing that I did was we bought a GH5S, which we bought it from a company that charged us full price for it. It was kind of ridiculous. That's a completely different story. But anyways, just stick to like Adorama and B&H when you're buying camera equipment or eBay. Um, I had no idea how to edit anything. I had edited a couple little movies in iMovie because Brittany and I, we like scuba diving and I would take GoPro footage on a dive and then edit it to some music. And back then when the cut would happen on a beat, I would get really excited not knowing that you could trim it to the beat. You know, I, like I said, I had no clue what I was doing or what was going on. So the first thing that I invested in was a final cut, uh, it was a beginner course for two days and there was an, an advanced course for two days. So I just purchased both a four day package. I want to say it was 1700. Um, the interesting thing was ironically, I was the only person that showed up to this virtual class. So the instructor tailored everything to exactly what I was trying to do. Uh, you know, we, we make active shooter scenarios for a company called Milo. They have a virtual firearm simulator. And that's why I bought all the camera equipment because I was making active shooters, uh, scenarios for police departments and that kind of stuff. And he, I gave him some of the footage that I had and he walked through exactly, you know, what, like how to cut it, where to cut it, how to blend footage. Like he, he literally took four days cause it was just me and him and then just worked through everything with final cut which instantly improved my workflow because I understood how to import footage. I understood how to export it. Like these were things that I had never actually, you know, done before. And I'm trying to watch YouTube videos and it was really frustrating. And I could just sit back and ask him like, Hey, how do I do X or how do I do this? And, you know, he had exercises cause it was a little, you know, it was a traditional course. Like there were things that we were doing throughout the day and, uh, once I purchased that, then I realized I still didn't really understand anything with the camera. I had, you know, again, I was on auto everything and, and that kind of stuff. And that's when I purchased uh, full-time filmmaker. 
and full-time filmmaker back then was, uh, it was really focused on just cinematography in general. So I learned, you know, what ISO was, what your aperture was, how to do, you know, what your shutter was, different focal lengths. Like they, they break down a ton of stuff inside there. And I know you hear me talk about it all the time. And the reason why I talk about it so much is because how good it actually was for someone like me who had never touched or done anything. And since then they've expanded it, you know, a ton, um, they expanded so much. I can't actually keep up with the, the different content, but, uh, <clears throat> you know, I really learned how to operate the camera and how to shoot based off of that. And now they have like wedding video pro and that kind of stuff. But when I, when I first started, they, they didn't have wedding video pro, um, you know, and I can't, I can't stress how, un, how helpful that was for me right off the bat to really learn how to do everything. And I want to say, that's right around the time. I think I just, I had had the course for maybe a month before I did my first wedding. So I I learned just a little bit, just enough to realize that my white balance was horrible during the ceremony and that kind of stuff. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that that was great for overall videography and cinematography work. Um, you know, a few months ago, the drone, I think it's drone film guide. Uh, their course was on sale and I, I noticed that my, my drone work just wasn't up to par with what I wanted it to be. So I, I purchased that and there was a ton of good nuggets inside that. Um, and you know, the last wedding that I did, I mean, even little trivial things like the way that you actually have it framed. Cause I was of the mindset that if you have a drone, it should be at 400 feet all the time, getting a bird's eye view of everything. And, you know, once, once you realize what you can actually do with the drone, that's not really the case. And just a million dollar tip here. No one knows what they're looking at when you're at 400 feet. So <laughs> touche. Uh, and then, you know, my wife and I, we sat down and we started talking about what we could do to improve our wedding videography. And, uh, craft 5k opened up and that's Dave, uh, Renosa, his course. And we, we purchased that when it came out and that when it came to wedding videography, that course was really kind of a game changer. Like that was very, it's, he presents it really well. He has a ton of modules in it that just, it covers everything from when you get there to, you know, when you leave, like it's, it is very wedding centric. And what I mean by that is it's not, you know, let's sit down and edit a video and that kind of stuff. It's look, it's, you know, this is how you should get composition to get a really moody, dramatic look while the groom's getting ready. This is how you place people. This is where you put your cameras. This is the focal lengths that you should be using. Like he gets into really, really good depth on what, good wedding videography looks like. And if you guys are listening to the how to film weddings podcast with Nick and John, uh, you talk to people, uh, like Adam Grumbo and, you know, a lot of these like bigger name group, bigger name folks in the groups, they have one thing in common. They all used craft 5k like that course is kind of golden 
and it doesn't go on sale that often that I know of. Um, I just happened to, to purchase it when it did. So it's not, you know, I'm not special or anything. It just happened to be open. And I got to say that when it came, when we started um, implementing the things that David was talking about in craft 5k is when we started to go up in price, just hand over fist. Like it was, it just, everything started going up because the, the quality of our wedding videos was going up exponentially. Uh, we, sat down and had a conversation about search engine optimization and someone had recommended a, uh, I think it's fuel your photos is what the course is called. Uh, and we invested into that and you know, it sounds ridiculous, but search engine optimization is a very, very important thing. If you have a website and I'll, I'll talk to, I'll talk to you here next about what, what that did for us. We, we purchased, um, I like to edit in DaVinci and I, uh, I started color grading in DaVinci because of craft 5k and David Renosa. They would export, uh, their file from final cut. They'd export it into DaVinci. They'd color grade in DaVinci and then, you know, re-import it. It's called round tripping. So you were round tripping footage and I wanted to improve the color grades of, I wanted to get better at color grading. It's something that I really enjoy. I really like color grading. So I purchased the freelance color masterclass and I've been, you know, I'm still not through it, but that's, that's what the latest thing that I'm on right now. My, you know, the podcast is doing really well and I can attribute that to Nick Miller and John Bunn. I purchased the podcast blueprint and learned how to, you know, produce a podcast how to, you know, like you see me looking off to my left if you're watching the YouTube video, but I keep glancing down at, you know, notes that I have on topics that I want to talk about. And, you know, they kind of walk through the equipment to get everything set up and that kind of stuff. And it's, uh, you know, that, that was a course that was really, really important and really helped me get this thing off the ground. And I mean, we're just, we are always thinking about what, what can we do next to improve? Like what, what's the next step that I can take? And I mean, that's, that was what, 10 things just right, right off the bat of what we've done in the last year and a half, really. Uh, because we were just heavily investing into ourselves just over and over and over again. So, you know, I guess, you know, how, how's it helped us? Like, why, why is this such a big deal? You know, Phil, why are you talking about this so much? And the reason is every time I invest in a class, every time I take a course, every time I do something to improve, I raise our prices. Just in general, I raise our prices. Full stop. Uh, today, I was going through, you know, we have a uh, we have a base package and then everything else is a la carte. And I went through our a la carte pricing today and just bumped six, seven items, two, 300 bucks each just started bumping everything up. And the reason why I do that is because we are constantly trying to get better and our prices should reflect our skill level. It should reflect the equipment that you have. It should, all of that stuff should be bundled together when you're figuring out your prices. So if you invest $1,500 into a course your prices should go up. I'm not saying that they should double, 
but your prices should go up somewhat. Like that's just, they should raise because your skill level has improved. Um, you know, it seems like we have skipped a lot of steps in the beginning portions of wedding filmmaking because we've listened to other people and we've listened to the advice that they have and the mistakes that they've made. And I'm not saying that being facetious. It's if somebody says, Hey, Phil, uh, you can't shoot anything. You know, if you're shooting at 24 frames a second and your shutter speed is at 40, it's not going to look good. I've made that mistake. Actually, Brittany made that mistake. Uh, and it's going to look horrible and it's going to be virtually impossible to fix that. When I say something like that, other people are like, oh yeah, you know, if it is 24 frames, I should stay at 50 or above. That's, that's a really good point because you don't want to do what I did and not be able to use the groom side camera that was at a ceremony. So it's, it's really, it's really important that you, that you listen and then you implement the things that you're listening to. Like that's, that's what helps everybody. Um, I was contacted say a month ago by a company that I'd never heard of before, which just, you know, there's companies all over and they asked me to go shoot an interview for them on Nantucket, uh, with the CEO of a biopharmaceutical company. So, you know, obviously they paid me, they paid for the, the travel for me to take the ferry back and forth to Nantucket. And I had never talked to these people before. I had no idea who these people were. They reached out to me via email because they found our website and then they asked if we had the equipment and that kind of stuff in order to shoot an interview for them. And I didn't even have to ask the questions. We put a Zoom meeting up and one of their producers in Philly asked all the questions. And then I was just there to record and then turn the footage over to him. If I would not have done full-time filmmaker, I would have no idea how to set up for an interview, how to get the lighting right, how to, you know, get the audio set up and all that kind of stuff. All of that came from full-time filmmaker like that. That one interview paid me twice as much as what I paid for that course. And the reason why they'd seen that is because I had things set up based on how I did that course. So that right there paid for the full-time filmmaker course. Like I said, with our weddings, they are structured pretty much exactly how craft 5k says to structure them. Like there's, you know, I don't need to reinvent the wheel at this point. Uh, you know, uh, uh, on a completely different level, I do think that we're still trying to find our own groove, but what we're doing is also working. So for the time being, we model our weddings just like craft 5k and I'm okay with that. Like that's his model works and it works really well. We, you know, like I said, we're charging over $5,000 a wedding and that's, awesome. That's right where I wanted to be. And we're doing that because we took a course that pushed us in that direction. Uh, our search engine optimization, we, when you would Google Boston wedding videographer, Cape Cod wedding videographer, things like that, the areas that we're in, we, uh, we would come up at like 65th, 
in the seventies, that kind of stuff. Pages where no one is going to find you. Nobody's going to page eight on Google to look for a wedding videographer. That's for sure. And we, you know, I sat down, went through this SEO course, Brittany redid things on the website. We completely restructured, like we ditched Squarespace altogether based off what this course was talking about. And we have our own server now and all, all kinds of stuff. And we did it all based off that course. Uh, we are 13th for Cape Cod wedding videography. And I want to say we were like 18th, 18 or 19th for Boston wedding videography. Why that's really important just in general terms is I'm not paying for that. That's not paying for the not that's not paying for, you know, any of that stuff. That is the number one search engine in the world. When somebody looks up Boston wedding videography, they wade past the ads, the wedding wires, the knots, you come to us and we've generated a ton of organic traffic because of that. And those are people legitimately searching for a wedding videographer in the area of Boston. And we wouldn't have that. I mean, with the amount of weddings that we booked on that, that's paid for that course tenfold. I want to say that course was like 400 bucks and it was worth every penny. I, I even did an hour long mentor session, uh, with one of the guys, his name's Dylan, uh, where he opened up our website, our WordPress site, that kind of stuff, and just started going through and adjusting settings and doing all kinds of stuff for us in like Google search console. And he, he fixed a lot of things during that hour. And that was worth every penny, like little things like your, I don't know if you guys have used GT metrics when you're, when you're looking at your page speed and that kind of stuff. But if you aren't, you should, because Google puts weight into your, the speed of your page because it wants to push pages that are really fast up to the front. And we took our page from a, oh boy, it was in an F like a D and an F in the two categories to where it's, you know, 98, 97% now. And so that, that helps your search ranking. So those are, you know, everything that we've done, we've done with a strategic purpose in mind. We've done SEO courses to try to generate, you know, more leads. We've done uh, wedding videography courses so we can try to improve, you know, in our main craft. I've done you know, full-time filmmaker just to improve in this kind of craft. And what I mean by that is, you know, full-time filmmaker kind of maps out how to set the lights up, how to set the key light up behind me. You can see it reflecting off my hand now you know, how the mic is placed, what the background looks like, that kind of stuff. Like those are all important aspects when you're trying to put together a professional looking video and why I believe you can debate me in the comments about this, but why I believe we have a professional looking video is because I learned from professionals and I learned through an online course. If you have the ability to work directly with someone to shadow somebody and that kind of stuff, I highly recommend it. In fact, you know, I was just talking to Brittany a couple of days ago and I noticed that White and Reverie, uh, they do hour and a half long consults. So what I'm waiting for is when the, when our S fives come in, uh, I, I think it's 400 bucks. I think I could be wrong with that, but we're going to fill out the form and then do an, a 90 minute long consult call with White and Reverie. Cause I, you know, they shoot with Panasonic S ones, uh, they shot with GH fives. You know, we, we are nowhere near 
their level. I don't want you to get the wrong idea. Just we have similar equipment. I love their style and they really know what they're doing. So it would be in my best interest to sit down and kind of pick their brain, let them watch one of our videos and just tear it apart. Like I, I want, you know, Caleb to look at some of my stuff and be like, you think your video is good, but it's not. And then tell me what I can do to improve because that will let me raise my prices. Like that's, that's all I, you know, I'm not going to be angry at what we go over. If he tells me my last video was trash, I'm not going to be mad about that. That's what I'm paying them to do because I can record the meeting and improve. Like that's the number one thing that I keep thinking about. I think for us personally, we're going to start moving into the more workshop and more, you know, hour, two hour long mentor sessions with some of these, you know, really, really talented people. Uh, I think that's going to be our next, our next steps. So just kind of wrap things up. I will argue until I'm blue in the face that investing in yourself is more important than equipment. You can buy 10 R5s right now. And as long as they don't melt in your hand, that's not going to help your product. While your product might look crisp in 8K downsampled to 4K, it would still look bad in general if you don't know how to shoot, if you don't know how to edit, those kind of things. Like those are what separates amateurs from professionals. That product with your R5 is not going to make you any money. The R5 itself is not going to make you money. Your finished product is what's going to do that. And you can take a Canon SL3 and just generate a ton of revenue if you know how to use it, you know what you're doing, you know how to edit, that kind of stuff. It's not, you know, don't get wrapped around the axle about having the latest and greatest piece of equipment because it's not really about that. Your skill and using the equipment is so much more important. You know, just please sit down, look at some areas that you can improve in and then purchase something to improve in that. And then you'll notice that once, once you start to go through it, you're like, Oh my God, I can, you can raise your prices and recoup all of those costs. It's, it's really, it's unbelievably beneficial for you. Uh, you know, if you like this, be sure you like, and subscribe to our podcast, join our private Facebook group. It's wedding filmmaking for beginners. Now, again, thank you so much, uh, you know, for listening and tuning in. We hope everybody is staying safe and healthy and we will see you back here in a couple of weeks. All right. Bye, Are you everybody. looking at a really nice camera you can't afford? Are you wondering how companies afford six red Monstro 8K cameras and all the trimmings? You need to make more money so you can buy one. No, I'm kidding. You need to rent. Renting equipment is way easier than you think. You can ship it all back and forth from your house and it's way cheaper than buying. Best of all, you should include the rental cost in your pricing to pass on the expense because you're shooting with better gear. Wouldn't it be great to use something other than a Canon SL2 for your next project? Rent a Sony a7S 3 or a Canon 1DX Mark III. You don't need to buy them. We rent additional cameras, lighting gear, and audio equipment all the time from Borrow Lenses. We've never had a late shipment or anything other than an awesome experience with our customer service. Use our affiliate link below to get renting today and you'll have professional equipment tomorrow.